Ogumba Wale for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Happy Monday and welcome to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Gabe Ibrahim, a WNBA reporter with Her Hoop Stats. I'm alongside Amy Audibert, our gym rat slash TV commentator slash Canadian extraordinaire here to bring us a healthy dose of basketball analysis. And before we get into everything, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Amy. Yes, sir. We are in the midst of the WNBA Finals. Uh, it's not looking great for the Las Vegas Aces against the Seattle Storm as they are now down two games to none. So uh, just how, how are you feeling? It's been a lot of basketball in the last uh, six months. But how are you feeling right now as, we ha- as we're seeming to get to the end of the, of the, of the marathon? You know, so as a, a fan of the game, you watch a team like Seattle performing, you know, in the WNBA finals. And there's, they, they got to make you smile, just what they do and then how they're able to consistently just – it's like a poetry in motion out there sometimes. But then it's also the reality that, oh my gosh, we are possibly one game away from a big, and even on the other side with the NBA, <laughs> they're in the finals too. We are possibly a week to 10 days away from no basketball no again. Basketball. And mm-hmm. that is very scary. So I'm enjoying it, but I'm also one of those people that has a really hard time throwing myself into into uh bliss when you know <laughs> what's on the yeah. other side of this <laughs> no i know and i'm like and looking at looking at the the schedule like we i'm not entirely sure we have a, a hard start date for all the colleges yet and we'll get into that in another yeah. week or two yeah. but it's like right now i'm like you know you know we have so we have so much adrenaline and we've been going and you know i think at, at some point like i'm kind of looking forward to saying oh you know we're gonna take a breath and the season's over and i get to like relax and watch like normal tv i know the second that the season ends i'm just gonna go hey let me watch some tape from this year and try to figure out what's gonna happen next year because i don't know the basketball's just been so it's been so like warm uh warming me up this season um but let's get to to what's happened on the court because uh as i mentioned we might be as you mentioned too but we might be one game away from this WNBA season ending after the seattle storm um Cruise to a 104-91 victory in Game 2 of the WNBA Finals over the Las Vegas Aces. I say cruise and not like crush or blow out because it didn't feel like that, right? It kind of just felt like Seattle was making an inevitable march to a victory. And, and there wasn't a ton that the Aces could do to stop it, despite, to, in my opinion, playing a pretty good game. I think where they broke down on the offensive end. They were they were fantastic against the best defensive team in the league. A 117.9 offensive rating in that game. That's tremendous against this team. However, they gave up a 134.7 offensive rating to Seattle Storm. So what were your impressions of the Aces and um, just the Storm being this dominant? Yeah, I mean, listen. I, if I was taking my $20 out right now, I think we're looking at a sweep, um, mm-hmm. which is 
also frustrating in the sense that it's not because Vegas is not a good basketball team. You know, like you said, I thought offensively they played a really clean game. They played a really, really nice game. They did. And that's what's, that's, what's a bit demeaning for them. I think right now is um, they're doing a lot of good stuff on one end of the court on the other end. I mean, Seattle is so good. And to me, the, the most glaring kind of not stat, but, but point in this game was after the first quarter when Seattle had 31 first quarter points and Brianna Stewart had three. Yep. That is a championship team. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take away our Stewie who just dropped 37 in game one. So your game plan is make somebody else beat you. Well, okay, no problem. We've got plenty of other players yep. who will step up and, and score and, and, and make it look easy. Alicia Clark was fantastic. I thought mm-hmm. Natasha Howard had 21 and eight in under 29 minutes. Jewel yep. Lloyd, she, I thought she was solid. Like, she didn't shoot the ball well, but she always does. I think she always just does some really good things on the court. You know, Sue Bird, let, <laughs> we could do a whole year of podcasting on Sue Bird. I mean, and that's not that, – that, that's her starting line. You look at who they bring off the bench, Mercedes Russell's, Jordan Canada, Epiphany Prince. You know, they're just they're, – they're, they're a championship team, and, and I think this year they 100% deserve to win it right now moving forward. I think they're too much for pretty much any WNBA team in the past three years. Like they're just too, they're too much right now. There's too many weapons. Like you mentioned, there's too many, there's too, they're too smart. They know exactly what they're doing on the offensive end. Um, And and they're just, they're just, they're just too good to be beat. I think maybe at some other point we can have a discussion between last year's Washington team and this year's Seattle team. Um, and maybe we're having a little bit of recency bias, but this team is just so, so clean. Like it, it's surgical, right? It's you make one mistake on the defensive end, one mistake for a second, and they just completely rip you open to get a shot. And, and, and I don't it. even, and I'll say like, I don't even think you have to make a mistake. It's just, yeah. okay, we'll take away this. They have mm-hmm. a secondary, they have five players on the court at all times who are really good basketball players. And, you know, they have 33 assists on 40 made field goals. That's consistent. That's that is from front to start. We are going to pick apart every look you throw us on the defensive end. And, and so, you know, I, I looked at the game and I said, well, Kaylee McBride has got to hit shots. She did. She yeah. went four for six from three. They even had 17 off the bench from Emma Cannon. Angel and Asia combined for almost 50% from the field. Like they did the things that I think they needed to do offensively. They had 13 offensive rebounds, yeah, 40% I mean, offensive rebound rate. So I, listen, I'm, I'm excited because I, I'm not, I think if Bill Lambier was listening to us right now, he wouldn't be listening to us. He'd shut us right yeah. off. Right. Right. And, and that's because, and I think you have to, if you're, if you're Vegas, you've got to tone everything outside of your locker room off and you have to believe you can win one game because mm-hmm. that's what this comes down to winning one game at a time. Um, they've got to, you know, I think Jackie Young has to be better off the bench. Yep. They, they, you know, this is a team that also don't forget, Gabe, they, they predicate themselves on their inside scoring and their paint touches. They only shot five free throws. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that that really, and I mean, they shot the three ball better than I think they usually do. Right. Mm-hmm. From long, but still, I think you got to go back to um, what makes you really successful. And just mm-hmm. pound, continuing to pound it inside is uh, they got a chance because I think if you can draw early foul trouble, right? Like we talk about the depth of Seattle, but yeah, make Jordan Canada get in there. You know, yeah. 
make make their bench players make Mercedes get in there early and, and win the game for them. And maybe that's the second layer here. Yeah. No, and I'm interested in getting your thoughts because I know Bill Bill said uh, Bill Lambeer said after the game that the refs didn't do him any favors. I think I agree because you know. Yes, they did. Seattle does a tremendous, tremendous job of staying in good defensive positioning and um, in not fouling and, and forcing you to get a bucket. And they do a great job of that. However, they don't do that good of a job of it. You know, they're not. There was more than five free throws that I think Vegas earned. And you know, this isn't some sort of conspiracy theory. I think there's a couple things going on. Is that the refs they they did allow a little bit more contact. I think on both ends, certainly. Which is um, fair. It, it's a which finals, is you know. Like <laughs> yes, sure. Like you, you do have to allow a little bit more contact. But I also think it's just like Seattle in the first game argues every single call, and they're really smart and they're extremely uh, good talkers, right? Like Alicia Clark, she could probably convince me that she didn't foul. So then I come into the next game and I'm giving her that benefit of the doubt. And I think there's. You know, and this, this again, this isn't a conspiracy. This is just like as a human, if someone's told me something that I find convincing, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I think uh, Seattle got a little bit of that. And I do agree with Bill that um, I think the refs need to be better in, in seeing that, hey, this team is a team that gets fouled a lot and we, we need to call that. That's fair. So coach is going to turn us back on maybe. <laughs> you know, I would <laughs> yes. say – when, when that is happening, right, you, you have to continue to pound it inside. Yeah. You've got yeah, yeah, of to force course. the whistle to be blown. And when I, I keep going back to this, but it's so true. When you have the league MVP, who is a prolific mid-range in, in Asia Wilson, right? She can get to the free throw line. And, and so I think that, um, yeah, like you got to hit the kickouts off of her, but they have to get the ball into Asia. And she's, she's got to take this team to another, to another game in their season. We're going to get into how um, Las Vegas can win game three in our next segment, but we did, we didn't mention it, but uh, that 33 assists for Seattle is a WNBA finals record. Sue Bird in game one set an individual assist record with 16 assists in the WNBA finals. And Brandon Stewart was one point away from setting the WNBA finals record for most points in a game. So yeah, this is a, this is an offensively uh, minded series right now for the Seattle storm. And we're going to, talk about what Las Vegas can do in game three to get back in. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it all together with excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. I use Roman for the hair loss from Nasserai, uh generic, which is, it's a great process. You talk to someone on the phone, you get a free evaluation, and then you get ongoing care for your ED or your hair loss. And they even have skincare products for men as well. All that from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The, a healthcare professional will work with you, find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you free with free two day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started getting started is simple just go to roman.com slash locked on mba and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction and hair loss used to be tough to tackle but now there's roman complete an online visit today to connect with the healthcare professional to take care of it 
go to Roman, go to getroman.com slash locked on MBA today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on MBA. Again, make sure they know that you came from us, getroman.com slash locked on MBA. Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball. Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audubon. We are your Monday crew from the University of Miami, where we could talk about many things with the Miami Hurricanes right now, but we won't. We're going to keep it locked on the WNBA. But you know what? You can always keep it locked on women's basketball with our rest of the week of our tremendous all-star team of hosts. Erica Ayala has you on Tuesdays. And Thursdays, Tuesdays, she's doing her Wubble Tea, which is going to need a new name for it, possibly this week, uh, if, if the WNBA season ends tomorrow night on Tuesday. Uh, so that's on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, she does her social justice episodes. Both are awesome. Both are important. Go listen to them. Then on Wednesdays, you have Lindsey Gibbs of Power Plays bringing you a deep dive into a team. And then on Friday, you have Howard McDell of the next you know him. He's he's like the go, the OG of women's basketball Twitter, and he is going to be bringing you a big Friday conversation. I'm looking forward to that one this week because I'm I'm guessing it's going to be someone very big. But let's get back to what the Las Vegas Aces can do to get back in this series. So I think here, so Dierica Hamby's not coming back. That 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 much seems clear, which puts a wrench into what I'm about to say. But I think the blueprint for the Aces winning game three and getting back into the series is what the Miami Heat did last night. And if you thought we were going to go through this podcast about me mentioning the Miami <laughs> Heat, you were so wrong. You were, you were just dead wrong. But Jimmy Butler obviously had a transcendent performance, 40-point triple-double. Um, that's what you need from Asia Wilson. And, and I think you need her to just say, everyone's giving me the ball and I'm going to do this. They can send triple teams. They can send as many people as they want. If, I, if they send people, someone else has to knock down shots because they have been sending people, and the rest of her team has actually been knocking down a little bit more shots, but they're having, a little, they're having turnover issues. She didn't have turnovers, but it's just on those second rotations when she passes the ball out, there's been turnovers. So I think Asia, it starts with Asia uh, having a big performance, and then Angel also has to have a big performance, and then they can start thinking about a game four. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Rebecca Lobo brought up a great point, which kind of leads into you a little bit, is that Asia Wilson guards Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Okay, so you're sucking up a tremendous amount of energy mm-hmm. on that. Brianna Stewart does not guard Asia Wilson, right? And And so if Vegas can find a way to kind of alleviate a little bit of that for Asia, right? And maybe mm-hmm. she can... I don't want to say save energy because you can't in this situation, yeah. but maybe mix up a matchup defensively. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I, and I said it in the first segment, yes, I think Asia Wilson has got to take you to the promised land and that promised land is extending this to a game four right now. Um, but so she has to t- touch the ball. Don't forget Asia Wilson does not dribble the ball up the court. Right. She doesn't get often j- the first touch on a set, right? And so you've got to set her up for success, of course. But they, again, Vegas played a pretty solid, good game offensively. To me, this is completely on the defensive end for mm-hmm. Vegas. They have got to find a way to slow and disrupt 
Seattle's offense. Got to find a way, you know, we talk about those 33 assists. It's a record, a W record, but on 40 made field goals too. That's efficiency. And so you've got to find a way to make things a little bit more difficult for them. You know, we know that transition defense against Seattle has got to be bing, bing, bing on point. A tremendous amount of scrambling. That might mean that you've got to be willing to be put yourself in an uncomfortable mismatch yep. on the fly position. Um, and they, they've got to completely lean into that into the court. That also, yep. like you mentioned, the turnover zone, and that's a huge part too, right? You turn the ball over, you take bad shots. It's basically giving Seattle an, an opportunity to get out and run the other way. And so you've got to minimize those as well but to me they've got to grind out stops um because seattle's just they're so they're such a juggernaut offensively Mm -hmm. gotta find a way to slow them down you're not going to stop them but at least slow them down again to extend yourself and give yourself a game four yeah no i I totally agree i I think uh bill and beer called a little heat for saying that seattle's a good front-running team that's not front running was not that's not the same thing as a fan right like he's saying front running is that they get good feedback loops and then once that starts is that they, they get in transition, they score a bucket, they get back on defense, they get into a set defense, then they get another turnover, missed shot, and then they get into transition and then get you in this, you know, it's a, it's a feedback loop. That's what I think he meant by front running. So you got to stop that. Yeah, so I mean, all that stuff gets you pumped up. Like, that's the right. thing, right? You feel good, you play good, you keep playing good. It's not – listen, this is a game of runs. Basketball is a game of runs. Sure. And usually the team that can minimize the other team's runs, that's a team that wins a ball game. And so, yeah, Seattle's going to go in there. They're going to feel good, but, you know, make it a 4-0 run, not a 15-0 yeah. run because they're that good and they're that capable. Yeah, and I just – I don't I mean, I think you have to attack Sue Bird to, to help the – that helps the defense too. Um, if you can if you can help – if you can attack Sue Bird on the offensive end. Can but we it's just like really ho- quickly mention that charge she took on Angel, by the way? Yes. <laughs> she got yes. it all in. That was, I mean, that was a that, that was, was a charge. good defensive. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> she got like she she got, she took it. She got it. She, she got gosh. the full force of that charge. That was Angel attacking Sue Bird, listening to you and attacking Sue Bird. <laughs> and, and it was uh she was just a little out of control. Um I don't I don't I just don't know how you plug the holes in the dam with on this on the defensive end with seattle because it's like yeah we could say like okay double you can't double stewie it, you're just gonna have to d up that, that's what because sometimes and the, the, the i think this is another thing that they could that they could take from that heat game last night is you gotta come up with something creative to make sure that you know you're not you're not allowing a mismatch and then when you don't allow the mismatch you got d up and that that's an that's angel that's uh Asia Ding up uh Brandon Stewart and just saying, I don't come hell or high water, you are not scoring on me. And it's not gonna work every time, but it has to work enough that you can you can stay in the game because man, I, I don't I have no clue. I you, and let's not forget Do you Seattle get demoralized? Of course. You, do, but let's not forget, like Vegas has climbed out of holes in this series, right? They they've gone yeah. down early both games, right? So they get yeah. back into it, but then they it's like they expend so much energy getting back into it that then when it Seattle's goes on their run, it does become that, you know, 15 point margin again. Mm-hmm. And that's like to me at this point. And yeah, like Vegas does of course, I'm not we're I don't think anyone's going to disagree like they do look a little bit more tired right now because they had to grind out a tough five game 
series against mm-hmm. Connecticut. Don't forget, Seattle had a longer break because that first game got postponed with inconclusive COVID yeah. tests. And then they literally swept Minnesota in a short period of time. And then they've had yep. more rest again. And let's not forget Seattle. Like, you know, obviously I think the women are very appreciative to have the opportunity to play right now, but they want to get home. You know, yeah, like, let's end yeah. this. That's going to be Seattle's like, they're just going to come in and say, let's end this. And so for me, you can game plan. You can strategize if you're Vegas all you want. But like you said, this becomes a matter of just, we've got to play gritty. We've got to get stops because they do have the MVP because they have a lot of talent on the offensive end and they have to be efficient and they have to hit shots. Of course they do. But man, this one just becomes a matter of showing up, sitting down and just, and putting it all out on the table because Seattle's going to come into this game a bit more rested and highly motivated. You got to say is the will to not get swept. Cause that's what you're fighting for first. You know, you can worry about the series after you don't get swept. So is the will for, of Las Vegas to not get swept or the will of Seattle to go home, who's going to win? And it's just, we could talk about hedges. We could talk about lineups. We can talk about free throws. But at the end of the day, it just matters who is going to want that game more. And I know that's kind of like base analysis here. And you can, but this is what it comes down to when you're in a playoff series. Like that's, this is what it comes down to. And I think, um, I think they can, Let, let's make a prediction. Do you think, I, I think, Las Vegas wins game three. Do you think uh, – I know you, I know you kind of gave it away earlier, but do you think uh, Las Vegas can win a ga- is going to win game three? I think they can. I don't think they will. Okay. But, I mean, right. we're like we said, <laughs> we're often very wrong in these, right? I mean, I just think like – I just think that Seattle, like, they also know if they get down, you know, 10 quick. Like, they're not going to lose it. They're going to they're gonna <laughs> keep their calm – Someone will get them going, and I, I just I think they're just so highly motivated to just, to win the championship and get home, um, yeah. and get out of the bubble, and get back with their families. Um, because let's not forget how strenuous this mm-hmm. must have been for these coaches and these players and 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 all the men and women in the bubble. Um, we we don't talk. I mean, I think you're seeing it a lot on the NBA side when you, coaches and players are posting videos of seeing their families yeah. when they get home, and then you realize like my gosh, like this isn't just showing up and playing basketball. This has been such a appreciate the opportunity to do your job. But I mean, some of these, these people have been in these wobbles and bubbles for what, 80 days, mm-hmm. 70 days. I mean, that's a long time. And I, I think Seattle's just going to come in and say, let's go. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it's a long day. It's a long time to be away from your dog too. Like, yeah, oh I miss gosh. my family. I miss, I miss my family, but like, I miss my dog a lot more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Um, all right. I'd like to give mine away for like maybe a day or two, (laughs) but not 70 would be tough. Um, so we will see what happens in game two, uh, game three. And I want to say that it's on at, let me, let me get the right time here. Uh, It's on at 7 PM on ESPN tomorrow night. Uh, I think it's going to be, it's like a double header with the NBA game, which is at 9 PM. Um, so fun night of basketball as always. And we're going to talk about uh, some more basketball. The all WNBA teams came out. So we're going to talk about that to wrap up your Monday on Locked On Women's Basketball. Have you ever had a candy bar and thought, man, that was delicious. I just wish that was healthy. Well, our friends at Built Bar have the solution for you. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And guess what? 
it's healthy. It's perfect for the health conscious person looking to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Great for a keto diet. And if you're doing a keto diet, during the pandemic, just amazing for you. Very proud of you. Way to go. The Built Bar also has offering six new flavors. There's caramel, brownie, cookies, and cream. Cherry Barsha, which I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds delicious. There's a almond, an apple almond crisp, carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, anything to satisfy your tasty needs while also getting you a healthy snack. So make sure to grab a Built Bar when you are at the grocery store or go to BuiltBar.com. There you can get uh, potentially a free cooler with purchase. Uh, that's while supplies last. Or you can use the promo code Locked On. You'll get ten dollars off your next order. So use the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off at BuiltBar.com and enjoy the best tasting protein bar ever. Welcome back to Locked On Women's Basketball. Gabe Ibrahim and Amy Audibert. If you want to keep in touch with the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On WBB. The best way to talk to us, though, is on Twitter as well. You can follow me at Gabe underscore Ibrahim. I'm on there shouting a lot about a lot of things at all times. And then you can also follow Amy on Twitter at Amy Audibert. And on Instagram, it's the same thing, right? I don't shout. Okay. <laughs> I'm not Fair as enough. cool as you on Twitter, though, Gabe. So. Cool, cool, cool is uh, cool is not how anyone would describe me at any point in my life. Um, I am fun, though. I am fun. I am not cool. Um, let's get into something, something that is cool. That's what we call a a transition. I don't actually know what we call that in sport and radio, but we're gonna talk about all WNBA teams. They came out yesterday at halftime. Uh, they were voted on by forty-seven sports writers and broadcasters there's two teams so 10 players they are broken down by position unfortunately so you have to pick a point guard a shooting guard a, a small forward a power forward and a center in in that way so it's not necessarily a 10 best players but here are your first and second team all WNBA this season we have for first team asia wilson and candace parker they were unanimous decisions then we have brianna stewart courtney vandersloot and Arike Gumbawale joining those three. Then second team is Diana Taurasi, Dewana Bonner, Nafisa Collier, Skylar Diggins-Smith, and Maisha Hines-Allen bringing up the second team, Caboose. So let's start with first team. Any surprises there? I know, well, I think we have to start yeah. with Brit. Yeah. Brandon Stewart it. was not – with <laughs> Brandon Stewart was not a unanimous decision – uh, whoever did not pick Brianna Stewart for first team all WNBA, you should immediately relinquish your vote. And you know, like there's a lot of like, you, you should, you should seriously consider what you're doing if you don't see her as a WM all WNBA first team player. Yeah. I mean, listen, I always try to just keep my glass half full in that. Perfect. There's a lot of, I guess you could say politics. I don't know. Like I, I still, I, I have a hard time understanding that one myself, but you look at, you know, someone obviously thought that mm -hmm. there was a position issue here. Um, yeah. I mean, come on, yeah. but I mean, it. let's not forget, like, yes, everyone's talking about Stewie more right now because of what she's doing in this finals. But I mean, this was also a literally like neck and neck with an MVP race with asia wilson so mm -hmm. how she so whatever i mean so what she's on first team it's crazy that one person thought she shouldn't be but at the same time like this is what makes the world go round 
<laughs> let's just remember that people think different ways, I guess. I don't know. I wow. loved I loved Swing Cash. Like they told yeah. her that someone didn't vote Stewie on first team, all yeah. WNBA. And she goes, I pray that person gets their vote right on November 3rd. Yeah, yeah. Like like yeah. which is yeah. a good reminder for everyone to make sure that they're registered to vote because we're a month away from the election. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's happening so quick. Uh, uh but yes. yeah, listen, like I thought I was really happy to see Arike on the first team. Um yeah. because she I, I really wanted Dallas to make the playoffs. I just think they're such mm-hmm. a fun team. And uh, that was maybe the one because I, we've talked about this before um, on multiple occasions for me, when I, when I do get these votes, um, winning is always important to me. I, I right. just, I feel like winning ball games is important, but at the same time, when you look at um, what she's does on the basketball court, what she did last year in her rookie year, what she did this year and what she, I believe she can continue to, to do mm-hmm. and be, I think it was important for her to um, be picking up this type of honor. Yeah, I agree. No, I think I think Arike is totally deserving. I think she also made. Um, she's not. She's still not a. Uh, she's not a good defender. Uh, I'll be honest, but she's definitely not a giant negative, and she's making strides on that end. And I think we're looking at uh, the maturity of a super of a, a, a growing superstar, right? Like Listen, we're going to get I- there. Yeah, and I'm not her coach, so I'm okay with her being a half step behind defensively if she needs to. Yeah. It, because of what she can do on the other end of the court. Like, I know it sounds funny, but it's true. Like, some players, you're just like, hey, just try, you yeah. know, follow our game plan and do your best. But when you're on the other court, if, you, if you're if you a half step behind defensively, but but it's because you have now so much more in you on the other end. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just – she's a game changer. So I, 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 I hear that vote and I support it. Yeah, I, I, I can, um, I can get behind it. I just think, yeah. And she's also just young. She's going to grow into her defense on second team. I have a couple problems here. Uh, okay. So I totally agree with Diane Rossi. think she should totally be there. Nafisa Collier should be on first team. She should be, I mean, she, I mean, I love Arika. I know we said a lot of nice things about her, but if I was picking the five best players this season, I'm going with uh, Vandersloot, Wilson, Parker, Stewie, and Collier, I think I'd probably have Collier in front of Parker, but that's that's like my thing. And I understand if, if other people think otherwise. Um, I disagree with Skylar Ding and Smith as well. I disagree with everyone besides Tarasi and Collier. Here's why. Yeah. Uh, not bon- DB, I don't. But I love, I love DB, but yeah. I just think that should be Alyssa Thomas. Like if there was all, if there was an all WNBA third team, Dewan Bonner would be there. I just think Alyssa yeah. Thomas was – better than her this year i think when you look at bonner's efficiency um it, it it wasn't good this year just just flat out she wasn't she wasn't a particularly efficient player and that came home to roost in the playoffs yeah i actually so that's the one name i kind of wrote as like off to the side i thought Alyssa thomas should have also been on the second yeah. team um see it's hard because i think i think of what we just saw with at in the in the last like week and a half of, of connecticut season and of course, you should have been on first team if that's what you're evaluating on. Yeah. yeah. But and so, um, I just who do you replace? I I don't know. Like Maisha Heinz Allen. I think that's yes. I, yeah, and and that's where I that's the swap. I think I would have made because I mm-hmm. I do think Dewana Bonner. Listen, she I think she made the best move in the off season. I think they almost got to the WNBA finals um, because of it. Um, and so I understood that one as well. But um, I just. I think the one thing uh, when these lists came out yesterday and you're shake, you're nodding your head, but then you're also going, it, it's a testament to this league. 
There are 144 spots. And going into every season, there are 10 names on these two teams. There's probably about 25 that you could list off that Mm -hmm. you would imagine would be up for consideration. And I think that that's why more basketball people need to get behind this league. It's like almost impossible to so deep. And and say, you know, because I do think I think AT should have been on there, but who else? I mean, you could name off a handful of of players that um I think in spurts. I think Benaja Laney. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean it, it, she just had such an incredible season. She won the MIP. Yeah. Right. And that was uh obviously <laughs> That was a no-brainer, especially. She just brought time. so much. And, and again, this is not a, a, like, again, if it was a third team, like Skylar Diggins-Smith is on my third team. But I just think Laney did, uh, she did a lot more on the defensive end. And I think she just, she 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 put more on film to me that was more impressive than uh, Skylar Diggins-Smith. I, I think Skylar deserves a lot of credit for being the point guard, but Laney also kind of played point guard for Atlanta for stretches. And I understand that her team was better, but. Um, I don't know. I would have gone with Laney. And I think, uh, I would love to see who else got votes. Like I think Ariel Atkins probably deserves some more votes. Um, but yeah, I guess my biggest point is like, I think Laney probably should have been on there and definitely Alyssa Thomas should have been on there and maybe yeah. take out Scott Diggins Smith and, uh, my shines out. My should tremendous, but, uh, yeah. just to me, I, I just think uh, I would have gone with those other two. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with the Maisha Heinz Allen. Um, I think, when you look at a team like Phoenix, again, you hope Brittany Reiner is is well and everything's fine. But I think when they reflect on this season, there's always going to be that what if. Because I right. think if, if she was able to finish out the season, I mean, you never know. That team could still be playing right now. You just you just don't know. Right. I mean, they, they played well without her. Do you have anyone else you want to mention in this discussion uh, before we before we wrap up? I mean, there's a million of them. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. There's not right. a million of them. There's probably about legit, probably about twenty. I just can't honestly. Like, where do yeah. you even start? I, well, let's talk about Allie Quigley. Yeah. I mean, if Chicago wins a couple more games, <laughs> I think she steps right into there. And yeah. uh, wow, Angel. 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 If she play, if she plays more minutes. Well, that's then... it. Like Angel in the regular season, just I don't think she just played enough minutes, but they still end up clinching the number one seat. Yeah. So I mean, it's. Um, Wow, there's so many players, so many good players. Yeah, um, and you know, I think it's uh, it's a testament to this league. If you're not paying attention, you're missing out. It's not a, it's not our problem. Yeah, it's not our problem if you don't want to watch this league because you're the person that's missing out on some of the best basketball that you will ever watch. And we get at least one more game of it tomorrow night. Come on, Aces. I, you know, I'm just not ready for the season to end. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want the season to end yet. Give us a game. I'm with you. Give us, yeah. give us a game. Aces. Give us a game. Give us aces. We, we, you know, I'll be pulling for you tomorrow night. And I, I, I don't say that because I'm an aces fan or whatever. Just like I want more basketball. I'm sorry, Seattle. So more basketball hopefully is coming at you. But at least we have Tuesday night game three of the WNBA finals. Make sure you tune into that on ESPN. And make sure you tune into our podcast. Like, share, subscribe to us on whatever your favorite podcast apps things are. There's a million of them. We hope that you guys are listening to this show every day of the week and getting your fix of women's basketball. And, you know, we're going to have to figure out someone to talk about next week just in case we don't have any more WNBA action. So, guys, have a lovely week. Enjoy some amazing basketball. And remember to make sure that you're registered to vote and vote 
and, and, and do it because that is the most important thing you can do for all of us right now. So have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.